Welcome everybody to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Please give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of haters, you can only be greater. It is your boy, Steven Sidney P. Watson. As always, back online with my partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. And together that will make us... The brother. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, indeed. It is Thursday, October 10th. We are in the heart of fall in Chicago. It is cold. It is gloomy. But we are here to give y'all new hotness. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Ah. It is that time again. You know what we about to do. We about to get real back into real, 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 realsville. 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 We about to talk about something that we need to get this shit together in the black community when it comes to dating. Yes, we do. But first, we got a little something we have to call Town Hall Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to WIAN radio station in Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. I did say Tennessee. A little bit more. I'm coming in a little bit more. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Teen Chicago Magazine where you can catch yours truly doing some of the dopest articles you have seen in your life. Also, shout out to iHeart, iTunes, I, him, and everybody that makes the brothers possible. We are nothing but a Google away, people. Yes, yes, yes. So let me tell you again. Steven. What you got for me? Shout out to his usual uh, usual suspects of the Brothers Hub. He actually came through earlier. I wish he could have stuck around, but he came through earlier. Shout out to our official DJ JMC. What's good? Shout out to, as always, to our brothers in the Brothers Hub, Mr. Ryan Watkins for At My Mama's Table. Shout out to our boy Reggie Price for I Could Be Wrong, But I Doubt It, podcaster. Yeah. And of course, shout out to you, our fans, our viewers for tuning in each and every week. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We without us, without y'all, you got what we know us. You got it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all y'all little support. And please keep tuning in for the newest content. And remember, if you like what you like what you see, hit that like button. If you like. What you see, if you really like what you see, go ahead and share. This nigga bottom lip ate his top lip, God. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> if you like what you bah, I don't know what's going on right now. Everything's just everything right now. But please, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, now that we got all the pleasantries and the usual business. You got to get into something. What we got? You got something. Well, I got something. That you like to get into every single week. Called what's really good out here. Tell the people what's really good out here. Well, if you haven't noticed that we usually have our green show warm ups, we have to bet about at least about a half hour. Half an hour. Half an hour about this topic about <laughs> the NBA saga going on with China and Daryl Morey apparently can't shut the fuck up long enough to get business done. No, he can't. Because when you talk about another government's political policies, it's not a good look. Especially when the league you're working for has a lot of money coming from that country. Over $5 million worth of money, man. Every year. Don't think you did the best thing by opening your Twitter mouth. Maybe you should have said Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey. Right now, David Stern's thinking about a way to knock you the <laughs> fuck out for fucking up the money right now. You are fucking up the money badly. You're messing up the money. Like every NBA player, your own team might want to beat your ass down because there's a lot of players out there that got endorsement deals out there after this shit. Mm-hmm. So you might need to just shut up. You're not Donald Trump. Cut the bullshit. You're not even a Ivanka Trump. You ain't no 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, you was Ivanka Trump. That'd be horrible. Not even Melania Trump. Oh, Melania is worse. You're <laughs> right. The mail order bride? He about to be a mail order bride. FedEx is ass to China. You got to pay that. It's debt, nigga. Come now and pay off your debt with Suki Suki, Fuki Fuki. You'll bring egg rolls. You'll bring egg roll and you'll bring soy sauce and you'll bring data. Let's go. Now, now. Okay. Anyway. Well, we about to get blocked for that shit. Yeah. Hey, I think we just go ahead and get straight to the top. We need to not look at the camera and right. keep talking. <laughs> so, uh, let's just go ahead and get started with our topic today. Yeah. Before we got, what, with the limited time we have left before we get pulled off the air from social media. Today's topic is, do toxic women destroy good men? Because this is a very personal subject for a lot of black men out there. Because we hear a lot of negative people. We always know about the toxic man ruin lies and the toxic masculinity bullshit that we hear all the time. I think it's bullshit and toxic masculinity exists. But you know what? I think there is some level of belief behind it. Okay. But it, the roles have never been flipped and they've never been reversed. So it's kind of interesting when we have to see and look at it from the other side and try to say we can hold women accountable for something like this. Because toxic women exist. They do. They very much do exist. They all out there. So I would ask you, do you agree with that notion that toxic women women do destroy good men? Yeah, compose yourself for this one. You should have, um, because I didn't know you were asking me personally. You yeah. should have, because you, you, you kind of went into it like you were talking about it. Okay. But okay. All right, I'm sorry. So, I guess <laughs> what he was trying to say was do toxic women mess up good men uh long story short yes they do all right let's 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 honestly let's let's backtrack yeah. let's um what they call it let's refresh let's that get back you breathe in you no breathe no no in. i need you to read that again and we're going to get back on track with this actual topic okay once again ask this question do you agree with the notion that toxic women destroy good men okay yes okay Toxic Why? women do destroy good men. Um, I know a lot of people is going to say, well, how can a woman's femininity destroy a male's masculinity? One thing you got to realize, when you was a young boy, a teenager, 12, 13 years old, all of this masculinity that you have now as a 25, 35-year-old man didn't exist. You were still a sponge. You were still a, 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 a salt piece of clay ready to be molded. And at some point, you experienced a woman that may not have had the best motives for why she was with you. So at that point, you experienced what we're talking about is toxic femininity. Mm. So before you could be molded into the player, player, macaroni, Tony that you are today, you were first experiencing the trauma of someone resenting, rejecting, and distorting your views of what a relationship truly is which just completely altered the way that you viewed women when you went through college and those types of views went to your adulthood and that adulthood went into what you are today. So what I would say is, does it exist? Do they hurt men? Yeah, they do. You just don't know what time they do. So you're saying that basically it's from uh, upbringing of being around toxic women that makes it destroys good men. 
You know what? I don't really think it's just from an upbringing. I think when you are a young boy, and I'm going to ask you too, when you were a young boy coming up, young boy, was there a woman before you could just understand what toxic masculinity was that altered the way that you viewed women? And when I say altered, I don't mean just say, okay, now you look at all women as trifling, but made you say, in order for me to survive with these women folks, I got to come up with a new game plan. Because if I don't, I'm going to get ate alive. Was that someone that did that to you? Uh, those, those bullshit were women that you deal with when you're growing up, like in school maybe. Yeah, this, this is when this I... like This is where it really happens. Like you upbringing around women like that. Some women, let's be honest, little women out there when you're growing up, they get a little more, more preferential treatment than we do as men. So... It's almost like they're enabled and entitled a little bit to be as free and as loose as they want to be. Um, we're kind of not afforded that luxury. We're always taught the moral ethics of never to be, to be as polite and distinguished towards women as possible. It's kind of like the old school be a gentleman mindset. Mm-hmm. But at sometimes as you get older and you evolve a little bit more, you kind of have to be a little bit more freer and more not so adamant about that because for lack of a better word not every woman deserves the gentleman than you okay. not every woman deserves the respect that you give them a lot of lack of a better word that's a lot of bitches ain't shit okay okay because you was just you said a lot of words salad and i was trying to find you know exactly where you was going with that well i'm going with this because what i'm saying is is that as you're growing up don't you ever realize when you're being taught by your mom or where your parental figure is, they teach you that to always respect women, always be a gentleman, always, you know, hold a door open or pull out a chair or uh, compliment a woman no matter what and be polite, be distinguished or ask them out accordingly. You know, have you ever been taught that, right? Yes. Do you feel as if as you get older that women who don't actually respect that type of nature you won't give them that type of energy as you get older yes yes so you kind of have to put that little bit of a, it's like a filter right no what do you mean why you don't feel like it's like a filter because it's what you call a negative feedback loop when you do something that doesn't get a positive outcome you adjust what you're doing um, this is what causes a lot of the movements that we have today one thing I got to say and this is speaking to the feminists out there when you do something, it's going to have a cause and effect. If you are toxic or if you do what we're talking about, affect a man when he's younger, the pendulum is going to swing in the opposite direction. And this is something that most men don't talk about because we're supposed to be manly men. Mm-hmm. But at a young age, like I did state, most men are affected by toxic women at a young age. When you were 16, 13, 14, 15, nine times out of 10, you ran against a toxic woman. And I'm going to tell you why. Because at that age of 13, 14, 15, while you as a young boy is trying to experience that girl, that 13, 14, 15 year old girl is experiencing men that's way older than you. Yeah. So that girl learns the game before that young boy does, even though they're the same age. So then what happens? You got a woman that's ready to get out in the streets to understand just 
this psychological warfare that we call relationships and she got more ammunition than you do because you unexperienced so what then happens that toxic woman affects that malleable minded little dude and then that little dude turns into a damn savage but you said from a young standpoint don't you get affected by that when you're older as well you don't uh, see this the thing it's not that you get affected by it it's just that once you become older you learn how to adapt so affected would be more when you are open as you get older you start to close off you so you you get that um heart of of, of steel type of appearance this is when you get all these movements that pop out for men because they're trying to deal with their coping mechanisms like midtown man of their men going their own way uh this dude named alpha alpha male strategy you get a lot of men that's trying to navigate through women that you may call ain't shit because they have been affected and now they are replying back so it's not that you don't get affected when you get older it's just that it turns into adaption instead of just being heart open heart on the line i've been physically affected by this um that's a give or take there because i do because that's i see what you're saying I kind of agree with that, but I also got to pull back because I do think there's a lot of men I do observe. There's a lot of men that still fall into that trap of being gullible enough to fall for the toxic women. Some of them have a force of habit. Some of them just have a preference. This is what they do. And they kind of end up, you know, as they being suckers or simps and so on. So, you know, simpnies, they exist too. The, you see the tragic white knights that kind of stick up for women like that and they fall into that trap over and over again so it's not, I understand the upbringing and the nurturing, but men, even at a certain age always feel like they gotta, you know vouch for toxic women a lot of times instead of holding them accountable and we actually had this discussion a while back about sexual discipline and I think a lot of that has to be rooted with that issue of that because sexual discipline is not as abundant and it's not as strong in, in black men right now like it used to be. Sexual discipline would have kept a lot, I feel in my personal opinion, would have kept a lot of black men from doing, from validating their bullshit. Most definitely. So, when you are, when I, okay, so just a little clarity. What I mean about sexual discipline is if a man is not as thirsty enough to try to fuck every woman, you wouldn't agree with half the shit that she be saying if you don't think she are, she's right. Some men just agree with everything just so they can get the draws. That's not a good look. Sometimes you just gotta be in there like, look, I'm not going to compromise my intellect and my moral integrity just to fuck you by agreeing with everything you're saying, just to fuck you. Right. So, but we have encountered a group of niggas like that that do this shit. We encountered men in our culture that do this on a regular basis. Like I named them the simps, the white knights, the fucking debaters. They do this shit all the time. And they allow and enable these toxic women to continue to act the way they act, talk the way they talk, preach whatever half-assed philosophies that they want to preach. And they just accept it and they eat it all up in order for them to just kind of, you know, I feel like they can toe that line. I feel like they can be in that good graces. Which is funny because you ain't getting none. But you still think you got a shot, so you're going to toe that line. Well, see, that's the definition of a simp. <laughs> that you yes. just said right there. That is full-blown definitions of a simp. And 
you know, just kind of getting back on what we're talking about, toxic femininity creates the simp-like person inside of you. Because toxic femininity, toxic femininity, wow. Yeah, I done ate my tongue. Yeah, no, nah, I'm talking about my bottom. <laughs> toxic femininity causes a man to try to adapt to a woman's insecurities, to a woman's wrongs, to a woman's fears, to a woman's survival mode. It'll be different if you were trying to adapt to make this woman a better person. But because this woman is only going on selfish, self-centered ways, that's how she's affecting you. You cater to that. Thus catering to her insecurities, thus creating a simp in you that's going to do whatever she needs, even though whatever she needs is only going to guarantee, well, it's only going to benefit her, and it's going to leave you out in the fucking dust. I I had a status a while ago talking about, um, I said, I noticed that women only say a real man when it's a tactic for manipulation and it only benefits them. This kind of gears towards what I'm saying. Toxic femininity affects good men because they understand that a good man that doesn't know the game is going to try to do whatever he can in order to make that woman happy. So using tactics, whether it be dangling the poom poom in front of him or dangling his character by saying that you're not a real man in front of him to cause him to want to cater to what you need because he feels that's what he's supposed to do. That's what a good man is in our society. But we need to stop. We need to get out of that goddamn habit. Well, how would you know about that exactly? Like you dealt with this personally? I'm glad you said that, sir. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I think, you know, the the expression goes, you're not a player until you get played. Now, I'm not calling myself a player under no means. But what I'm saying is, I've experienced a situation where I was trying to be the good man when I was younger, when I was in my teens. I remember one of my first relationships, I remember saying, baby, let me just do whatever I can to make you happy, make you satisfied. And she just looked at me like, you know what would have satisfied me? If uh, you would be more of a man. And I was like, whoa, I, was, whoa. Whoa. I had the Scooby. And it, it just caught me off my tracks. So, I couldn't tell you about this stuff if I hadn't lived it, you know what I'm saying? And this is something that, you know, I believe all men go through because whether we want to admit it or not, or they admit it or not, most men get played at an early age. Yeah. Most men get played. And I think it has something to do with we're just not taught the game at that early age. Like, the women that call us dogs now, if you could have seen us when we were not dogs, we were little puppies, you'd be like, who the hell is this person? We didn't know shit, though. When a man doesn't know anything, that's when you should try to mold him. But you wait until he's been through numerous, committed, horrible fucking relationships. Yeah. And now his whole philosophy of dating is just jaded. And then you want to judge him. But you didn't see what caused it, which was that toxic woman if he's a heterosexual man. I remember one time I was so jaded, and this happens when you get, this is a very ugly, ugly place to be. It's called friend zone, but, you know, it happens. Uh, A long time ago, I got friend zoned by a young lady that I was really interested in. I did everything I could do to be with her. I did, I talked, we talked often, we came to it, and then all of a sudden, I tried to get like tried to break up our next date, and she kind of was like, "Yeah, I talked to you about that." Ooh. So when a woman hits you, yeah, I've been talking to you about that. 
Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> Especially when they don't want to tell to your face. They say they'll I'll call or text you. Uh, matter of fact, when they say they're gonna call or text you, man, you might as well just pack it up and move on. But the problem is is that a woman and she was like, and then we well, I'm sorry, I'm going into another tangent. <laughs> When yeah, I, I talked like, her, you, but when I talked her, back tomorrow talking about she wanted to get with me. I'm like, bitch, I done moved up. Yeah, but when she talked to me, and she's just like, you know what? I'm just entertaining other dudes, and I'm trying to keep my options open, and I'm just not that interested. Okay, I was just about to say, you know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> that it's not that interesting. It's not that interesting with you. And it's just like, I'm just getting out of a divorce, and I'm going out of this, and that, and third. I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. So she's just like going through this either low-key man-eater phase, or just doesn't want to be free and loose type. And I had to learn. I had to learn hard from that lesson. Was she toxic enough to say she was toxic? Uh, give or take. Uh, my feelings said yes. Cause she played me like a chump, mm-hmm. but logically, can I really say that? And that's kind of um, touch and go, because I felt like a lot of that I brought on myself. And I why is that? Because I did not act like a man like I was supposed to at that time. But how did you know what to act like though? Man? Nobody taught me. Exactly. So and that's the problem, man. Nobody taught me. Like we come from a. Most me and this young man, we come from an upbringing where a lot of our fathers weren't around, so we weren't know right. There was nobody really to teach us the game like we were supposed to understand it. So we had to kind of learn on the fly. We had to learn from the streets. Trial and error. Trial and error. TV, cinema, other radio, women. music, other women. What the fuck we tried, but there was nobody really like a dominant figure in our household to teach us anything. So what became the dominant figure is that woman, like I said, painting the picture again, that when you was 13, 14 years old, she was 13, 14 years old, but you was trying to get with her, but she was getting with the 18, 19, 21 year olds that was coming to the high school with the new suburban, you know what I'm saying? So her level of experience in the game was on a higher level when y'all was the same age. Then you turned around and tried to be with that woman, with your malleable wet behind the ear ass and realize that this girl has something on you that you don't have experience and now she's just molded who you're going to be for the next 15 years until you realize wait a minute i can't just keep being a piece of this is not going to benefit me in the long run because a toxic woman can make you do some very toxic shit i'm a i I just i just want to give your personal opinion on this okay if Think about all of the situations where you ran into a toxic woman, whether she was 14, 20, or 25, 35, 54. Just think of them in your past. Do you feel that if you would not have ran into them, like imagine if you never would have met any woman that was toxic, what do you think your view of women would be right now? No toxic women, you never met them, the relationships that you had were women that wanted to be with you authentically, genuinely, just wanted to give you love, wasn't looking to be with anyone else, but just healthy love. That's what they wanted to give you. From 12 to 33, how you think it would have been? I think I would have been a little bit confused because I still wouldn't know how to act like a man around them. 
I don't think I would have been able to act like a man appropriately enough to, to cater to that love or express that love equally to them because I don't know the faults and, fra- and fragile nature of myself or that of the love we're talking about. Like, I don't want to know how to exactly feel about that. Because I've never learned what it's like if it does if it goes wrong. Like if I don't experience failure, how will I succeed? So what I'm asking you is, let's say, and that's a good riddle and that's true. But let's say some people don't experience the bad side of things. You know, like people experience good, people experience bad. But some people in a certain segment of their life just experience bad. Mm. Like a billionaire don't experience sometimes going trying to struggle with eight hundred dollars worth of rent. So let's just say for one time in your life, in a vacuum of your life, you didn't experience anything. You didn't even know that it was a bad side to it. What is the truth? This is the Tongue Tied Show featuring and Stephen City P. Watson. So what would be the trajectory of you in relationships if you never experienced anything dealing with toxic women? Kids, see, I'm gonna answer that. No, I, I think I, I got an answer. I, you know what I think it is, to be honest with you? What's that? I'd probably be bored. Okay. I'd probably, my, this is me, for me. I kind of be bored because the same niceness and same beautiful energy that I would get, it would get kind of boring and repetitive. Okay, so you think you would seek. I would be, yeah, I would probably seek a certain level of toxicity. Wow. Because you just, something so simple and something so right can get real boring at times. Like, you kind of need a little bit of drama for the excitement. You know what you just did? What? You just made it so that any toxic situation a man gets into, you can't blame it on a woman because in your inner heart, your ass is actually seeking because it's exciting to you because it's a thrill yeah, because in it's a way, yeah. so if you do have this mindset you don't really have anything to complain about because you needed this in your world in order for your world to go around but don't you say there's also levels to that Definitely. there are levels so like you don't you're not asking for full-blown toxicity but it's almost like you're asking for a little bit of drama. You're asking for a little bit of a headache. You're asking for a little bit of an argument. You know, as I got older, I realized I'm not asking for none of that shit. Uh, the reason why is because, and I, I, I think it's something legitimate why, a lot of times as we're younger, we don't have any purpose in our lives. And when you don't have purpose in your life, you're just like the Jay-Z song says, the earth is turning, souls burning in search of higher learning. Turning in every direction, seeking direction. You don't know where the hell you headed. So you just looking for shit to bide your time so you don't be bored. When you have purpose, boredom is not in your vocabulary because you're always striving to get something. You're always striving to go forward. So you don't have time, like we say, yeah. for the bullshit. So what I think... One of the solutions, kind of wrapping up what we're talking about, for women, well, being experiencing toxic women in their lives, 
before you experience any woman, if your daddy or your uncles ain't told you this, find your purpose. Because when you find your purpose, it anchors you into not putting up with certain type of behavior. Because if you know you want to be, I'm just using, for example, a doctor, and you know what it takes to be a doctor, Mm -hmm. you know that if a woman is doing, let's say she's trying to make you jealous, or she's doing some behavior that causes you pain, or she's doing some behavior that causes you to be distracted, you know that that type of behavior is not conducive for your overall purpose. So you tend to shun it. I see it all the time. When you know, when I was in high school and college, when we was on the football team, we had big games. When we had big games, I didn't want to see my girlfriend. And when she was around, because I was focused. I'm focused on King High School. I'm focused on King High School in the championship. And I don't want to hear you saying some things that's going to cause me to be distracted. So because, and that's just something little, because I was anchored in that little purpose, of a high school football game, it allowed me to not even knowingly filter out all of the toxic behavior coming from a woman. So just that little bit of purpose can cause you to navigate more clearly and avoid or be able to say, I'm not going to deal with any type of toxic behavior coming from a woman. And that's some of the cure of it. I would say... A little bit of elaboration on what you said. Well, not to kind of segue a little bit, but how you would feel that's how you would get focused when you come to dealing with a woman having your purpose. But and you kind of like you want to block out her toxicity so you can get focused. And weird ways some men use that as kind of like their motivation. Like a girl can piss you off enough to make you want to go ham on a game and take your frustration out of the motherfuckers on the field. So I would say that to say this, fellas, know who you are, know your purpose, but know what you want. Know the type of woman that you want. Be more understanding of who you are and what you want. Because if you don't, if you just go out choosing whichever woman you are, no matter if you don't know nothing about them, you're going to fuck around and end yourself up in a bad situation with somebody you're not compatible with. So be compatible with, with who you want. Know who you want, basically. Know the type of woman you want and go out there and seek that woman. Somebody, a woman that's going to compliment you. I got a question for you. What's up? So at that young age, how do you know what you want? Well, I don't think you know at a young age you would know what you want. And that means you have to really kind of discover who you are at first. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? So what that goes to say is... When you find who you are, aka you find your purpose yeah. of being in this world. Yeah. Okay. You got you got some keys on you? No. Okay. Let me see that comb right there. You want the comb? Yeah, let me see the comb. Alright. Okay. Let's say this comb is purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay? No purpose. Your purpose is going straight. I ain't gonna break you. Okay. Your purpose is going straight ahead. <laughs> now, within your purpose is these little grooves. Right? Mm-hmm. And inside these grooves is made for other people, aka women. Now, 
if you have this purpose of becoming a doctor, there's a particular set of grooves that's on that, meaning that you're probably going to need a woman that is educated to help you. You're probably going to need a woman that's supportive. Each one of these characteristics is on this groove, okay? So as you find your purpose, the grooves come along with it. So now you don't have to guess about what you want if you know your purpose beforehand. You look at what you need in order to get to your goal and find a woman that compliments us, aka falls into the grooves. Okay. I think what, I think you kind of saying was like what I was saying, but it's like it's not a guess. You kind of already know. But I think you kind of the same same thing I was saying though. What's that? That you know, find a woman that compliments you on your purpose. I mean, I think we're saying the exact same thing. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. All right. So. All right. Well. That concludes another episode. See that? See, it take that long. We get you, get it in, get it out. We give you enlightenment, and now we got things to do. I am your host, Stephen City P. Watson, and I am your host, Dante Chase Bridges. And as always, we will see you next week for another what you call it? Another show. Slapper over top. Thank you. Like, How the hell was I supposed to do your that? Trace. I know, but don't put me on. Don't do that, bro. Oh my God. All right, man. We ending the show. All right. I got to Don't. Hey, don't do that, man. Don't, don't peace me out. Up. You don't know your segment. Peace. Thank you. Hey, man. Don't do me like that, bro. Oh.